that sustainable me means everything else that I'm connected to is going to be sustainable as well. And so that kind of became the reason I wanted to shift is because I saw that I was shifting from myself, making myself better because making myself better made everything else better. And I wanted to do that and help other women do the same. So you have to identify what needs you have, those things that are important to you. That's how you make yourself a priority. Welcome to season five of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group and Xstand. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. It's important to keep up on the latest trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Two guarantees you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 94 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing, and this show is made possible by Powers of Marketing strategic content creation, including podcast and event production, hosting, and MCing. Here with my lovely co-host, Miss Jen Cole. Hi, Jen. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's been a busy day. I'm going to round off with some trivia tonight, which is nice. But I did want to pat each other on the back for our team's uh, win and one this weekend, the Chiefs and the Niners. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So good to see. Yeah. You guys have had a better year since our 19 or 20 Super Bowl. You've had better days than we have. But um, for us to have beat the Cardinals as handily as we did was pretty exciting. So something in the air. I think we were sending out all the good vibes. Yeah, yeah we both do have a losing record, which is want want, but nah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's all right. It's just a game, right? Jeez. No, it's definitely not. It's a religion. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> Niner Nation and Chiefs Nation. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and also with us today is the beautiful and lovely Candace Denise. Welcome, Candace. Hey, ladies. Thank you so very much for having me. I don't have a team. I don't have a stake in, in this uh, conversation. So <laughs> Probably sorry. better that way. <laughs> we won't make you pick a side either. So okay. we'll, we'll let you. Okay. Yeah. And so Jen and I both got had the pleasure of seeing you speak at Social Media Week Lima in August. And it was my first time seeing and meeting you. And so I was delighted to have that opportunity and to ask you to be on. Interesting though, you have had, and we will talk quite a bit about this, I think, a little shift in your career since August. <laughs> um, That's wild. All right. So, well, I'm going to read your bio. All right. Candace Denise is a creative director and wellness curator with over 10 years in the event planning industry. She is known for creating and curating memorable social experiences for clients. She took the logistics skills, project management, and creativity she gained from the event industry, evolved and created CD Creative Loft, working with high-achieving, ambitious women to help them nurture their well-being and achieve and maintain a life of wellness. Being a wellness advocate, sharing her journey to inspire others through personal reflections and life lessons. She recognizes the importance of taking care of one's well-being, mind, body, and soul. She's fueled by a passion to connect with, fuel, and embrace one's true self. She's currently based in Maryland and a proud mama of Johnson C. Smith University alumna. I said mama, whoops, and a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. That was like a 
slip, hey? I don't know why I said mama. <laughs> alumna. I, I even know when it's alumna, alumni, alumnus. I know all those things. And then I went and looked, but that's okay. You know, I'll take all, it. <laughs> we're all human, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jen, why don't you kick us off? Yes, let's do this thing. I'm so excited for today's episode and for this awesome conversation that we're about to have. So first off, Candice, I'd love to hear, you know, about what led you to be such a passionate wellness advocate. Just Tell us your story about your journey. Yeah. So it's it's so funny. I Because of this like kind of shift, it happened publicly for everyone else, but it was happening privately for me over kind of a series of months and maybe probably the year. In my previous kind of business, I was working with women entrepreneurs. And what I realized is that women that are highly ambitious, highly driven, goal-oriented, career-oriented, everything is at the top of their list except themselves. And, you know, I would ask my clients, like, how are you? Not just how's your business, but like, how are you the woman behind the business, the powerhouse? And they'd be like, oh, you know, business is great, but I'm, oh my gosh, I've got to take care of myself. You know, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. And so hearing that same kind of conversation over and over repeatedly reminded me that we need someone that's kind of advocating for us as these women who are making women who are about goals and career and things like that. And so it reminded me of myself that I understand that because I'm the same way. And that when I'm so caught up and so focused on trying to get things done, I can lose sight of myself. Not reminded that making sure that I'm sustainable means having that I'll have a sustainable business. I'll have a sustainable life, right? A sustainable me means everything else that I'm connected to is going to be sustainable as well. And so that kind of became the reason I wanted to shift is because I saw that I was shifting for myself, making myself better because making myself better made everything else better. And I wanted to do that and help other women do the same. Amazing. I know that so many of us out there could really use, you know, I was going through your Instagram today to re-pick up the vibe and oh my gosh, that's why I was telling Megan before the show, I was like, well, I'm going to need Kleenexes for this. This is something that we all need. We need this kind of messaging in our lives and we need it from somebody that we trust and that we've seen do amazing things already. So I love what you're doing. I can't wait to dive deeper today. Thank you. I'm excited to have the conversation. Okay. So Jen kind of asked the question I was asking, but like in a different, you kind of answered my question. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to shuffle some things around. No, it's all good. This is the beauty of interviewing. So you've said that the term balance shouldn't be used, but harmony should be used when talking about our work lives and how our work lives and personal lives work together. So can you share with our listeners what you mean by that? And then like, take it a step further. How can people who work for other people, corporations, organizations, where they have little control embrace this? Yeah. So a while ago, I started ditching the term balance and replaced it with harmony. Reason being for me personally, hearing balance immediately put this weight or this pressure on myself to be something that I don't know if I could ever be, right? This place of perfection. When you hear balance, you're trying to make everything even. It's like, I want to make sure that I'm giving 50% at home and I want to make sure I'm giving 50% at my career and my job or my business. I want to make sure that I'm not dropping the ball here and I'm not dropping the ball there. And what balance started showing me is that it's a scarcity mindset. When you think about balance, there's a place that becomes that you're scared, right? Because like anything that has balance, required, like a bicycle. If you go to the left or right, you may fall. A balance beam, a tightrope, everything is about staying straight because if you go left or right, you're going to fall. Balance for me felt like another reason or another thing to make women feel like they were not 
well, they were not good enough. They weren't doing what they needed to be doing. And so I was like, bump that. I'm taking the pressure off of myself and I'm not doing balance anymore because nothing in my life is ever going to be even. That is just not realistic. And I took the basic, you know, pressure off myself and this perfection. And I said, well, what can I replace it with? Because there is something that does need to happen when it comes to my work and when it comes to my life. And I thought about the word harmony and just hearing the word harmony for me brought a level of ease, a level of like calm and feeling like I could actually do this, you know, that I wasn't on this rat wheel chasing something that was never really going to happen. And so harmony was about not making things even, but making things feel aligned and feeling good to me. And so When I think about whether you're a business owner or whether you're in your career for a company or organization, as you stated, Megan, I think the way that you think about this is, does it feel good to you? You know, how are you? Are you working in a way, even if you have to work, I don't know, X amount of hours at your job or your nine to five, but are you getting the work done in a way that feels good to you? You know, so maybe you have to find, as I like to call it, some rhythm in your routine. So even if you have to, you know, get these tasks done, how are you going about getting them done? Do you play a little music in your earbuds while you're working? Or do you have like a game system that you've kind of created, like, you know, that I want to make sure I check this off? Or do you grant yourself a gold star? Like you put a little, you know, chart at your desk. And when you got something taken care of, you put a gold star on there. Like they used to do for us when we were kids in school. (laughs) You can physically see like, you know, I've rewarded myself. That is a way that you, you know, tell yourself like, listen, you are doing a good job, you know? And sometimes we are waiting for others to compliment us or tell us we're doing a good job. But we have to find those moments that matter for ourselves. And how do we do that? You know, how do we make the work enjoyable. We know that certain things are required in your job and your business, but how do you make it enjoyable? How do you make it align with who you are and what feels good to you and what feels natural? And the same thing with your home life, you know, how do you make that feel good? Maybe you do have to work. This is a busy season in your company. And so maybe you do have to work overtime. But maybe your family is okay with that because when you are home, you're like, I'm shutting everything off. I'm completely devoted to my family. So maybe I'm only home for X amount of hours, but when I'm there, I am plugged in, right? That's what, for me, is how harmony works. And I think those are the ways that you can embrace it, whether you work for someone else or not. It's really about finding your own rhythm and your routines. I love that. Yeah, because I think that that's part of what everyone who got forced to stay home during COVID, who now doesn't want to go back. Some people definitely want to go back to the office. Some people don't. And I think that's part of it, right? Because they feel like they've got this rhythm down. And yes, home and work are intertwining. But if you can have that harmony, if you can make it work, then I think these people have found that that's like special thing that they didn't know could exist. And yeah. and plus you don't just in traffic. <laughs> Which that can set my day off in a wrong way on the regular. So easily. Awesome. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> so so Candace, a staple that you talk about is to treat ourselves like a priority. What does that look like and what happens to people when they practice this, you know, this idea consistently in their lives? Yeah, it looks different first for everyone. I think that's the one thing that I, I want people to understand is that what makes me a priority to me is not going to be the same for the two of you, right? Because it really is about first, as I like to call it, the when I work with my clients, we, we talk about the I am. I as an identify, A as an achieve, and then M as in maintain. So you have to identify what needs you have 
those things that are important to you. That's how you make yourself a priority. So I know that before I can give to this day, I have to take care of things for Candace first before I can pour into anyone else, before I can help, you know, make these great impacts and all these things. How am I making an impact with myself first? And that's the priority. How do you identify what needs to happen for you in order for you to go out and be that powerhouse, that career woman, that, you know, that goal oriented, that boss babe, whatever that term is that you call yourself. What is it that you need to do to fill your cup first? That's how you make yourself a priority. And sometimes we don't realize that it doesn't always take these major grand things, you know. For me, the first thing that needs to happen is I can't speak to anyone else before I speak to myself. Like I don't have a conversation with anyone else before I literally say like good morning to me first, you know, before I grant someone else like a good morning in their day. Like, well, wait, let me say good morning to Candace. Like, good morning, Candace. Like, did you rest well today? <laughs> Are you that okay? brilliant? You know, like, are you okay, girl? Like, how are you? How did you rest? Um, Having these small conversations, again, it may sound crazy, but for me, I'm checking in with myself. And so I think that's what priority is about, is how do you check in with yourself? How do you identify what you need to do to check in with you first? Yeah, yeah, I, I can totally see that. I was trying to do a little bit of that kind of stuff, like being mindful of myself, setting aside, you know, part of my morning for myself every day at the beginning of 2021, that was going to be my big thing. And I've been able to maintain it somewhat, but oh, not with the strength that I was doing it at the beginning of the year. That was something else. We're going to have to try again in 2022 or tomorrow because <laughs> there's some power in that. It really is. It is. And you know, here's the thing I always tell people like, and take it step by step. So maybe it's not doing the same thing every day because that can also get boring too, right? Like if yeah. you try to make this thing, this routine, every day for me looks different. So, you know, Today, it may be making sure that I drank a glass of water, that I said good morning to myself, and that I wrote down some thoughts that had been in my head for far too long. And I started my day, you know, or it may be tomorrow. It could be that I wanted to go on a walk. And then, you know, I wanted to grab my favorite beverage from the local, you know, coffee shop or whatever have you. Like it looks different every day. You know why? Because every day something I am a different, I'm different. Like my needs are different every day. I don't need today what I needed yesterday. I don't need tomorrow what I needed today. I may need some of the things, but not all of the things. And if you take it step by step and really make it baby steps versus trying to make it, you know, some people try to like, I want 16 things that I do before I start the day. I'm like, just commit to two good things that you feel like you, you need and call it, (laughs) you know, and that's how habits are built is by taking it step by step and not trying to do too much, but just doing, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Right. Yeah, Powerful. that reminds me. Yeah, James Clear's Atomic Habits. That reminds me of that. Like, uh-huh. don't overwhelm yourself. Take Try one Such thing a at a book. time. Such a good book. Okay, so actually, I want to hear a little bit more about your transformation that you made from the business that you had. So tell our listeners a little bit about what you were doing. You talked about like the why behind the self-care and balance and harmony, but I would love to hear like how you made that transition for, I mean, cause there's plenty of people out there, right. That may be thinking, I don't really like what I'm doing anymore. You know, I want to do something else. And so maybe you could give them some inspiration for how they can make that shift. Yeah, that's a great question. So for me personally, it's hard doing things that don't feel good to me, just like in life. It's just not who I am as a person. 
And so I also believe that seasons are a real thing. And when you are in business for yourself, um, there's nowhere where it says that I have to be in the same business for the rest of my life. I'm just in business and my business takes different forms. I also realize like my gift comes out in different ways. So I know that my gift is helping people. That's a gift that I have. And so it may be helping them through, you know, creative directing or content coaching, or maybe helping them now, which I'm doing as a wellness curator. For me, it was about giving myself the permission to be what it is that I needed to be in order to feel like I am making an impact. And so if I no longer am doing something and I feel like it's making me feel accomplished, but not happy. And so I realized that there's a difference between, I think think a lot of times we do things because we feel accomplished, but I don't know if we're doing them because it makes us happy. And I realized like the quality of life that I want to have is I want to have something that makes me feel accomplished and happy. Why does it have to be, why does it have to be an or? Why can't it be an and? And so I was ready to create an and in my life. And this just felt like the natural shift because this is what I was doing personally. And I was seeing how it was helping. And so I said, you know what? I went into business for myself to be able to make decisions for myself. And why am I not making the decision? Um, Because I'm afraid of what others are going to say or perceive of me, because that's a lot of times what happens is that we're afraid of perception of others. And we have to get that out of our heads. Because guess what? When it's all said and done, no one else runs your business but you, you know? And I know that's easier said than done. And it takes a while to get to that place. But the freedom that you feel, the liberation that it's just like, I own this. You know, I get to do this the way I want to do it. And that's most of the time why people go into business because you want to do it the way you want to. Right. So you finished off clients that you already had while you were in the background working on this. And then you came to that point in September where you're like, because I saw your change is coming, you know, and you kind of teased it, which is cute. And then you cleared out your Instagram of all the other stuff, which is like, that's been wild to a lot of people like that's bananas. So, um, but good for you. That's awesome. Crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of a black or white person anyway, so I don't do gray well, like just in life. So it's either, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. And I wanted to be able to have a very clear delineation between this no longer is what I'm doing and that this season has come to an end. And this is a new season, the same way we are closing out fall and we're going to go straight into an actual winter or whatever have you. That's what happens in my business. And so, you know, I wanted to encourage other people to say, guess what? And you can still do this. And some people are going to leave. You know, I was going to lose social media followers. That that happens because those people followed me because they liked what was happening before. They were my target audience before. But as I'm shifting, leaving doesn't make it a problem. It sometimes it's like I'm making room for new people to get to know me, you know? And so I had to look at it like from a positive versus a negative. Sometimes we think, oh my gosh, we're losing followers. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gaining new people. Yeah. I love that. It's a heck of a transition for sure. (laughs) I bet it feels really cool. It was, it was cool. And and you know what? And it allowed me to kind of go back to the basics of like, sometimes when you have a social media feed before and you've got all these posts, you're you're working off of what you've built. You know, you're just kind of like in this kind of comfort zone. Mm -hmm. This required me to kind of go back to basics and be like, okay, you got to think about target audience now. You got to <laughs> think about messaging. You got to think about what kind of content you're putting out. Like you're not on autopilot anymore, Candice. You've got to really introduce yourself 
or reintroduce yourself in this yeah. new space. And it was it was a challenge and it's still a, you know, it still has its challenges. I won't sit there and say, oh my gosh, it's just been so easy. No, that's <laughs> that's a lie. And <laughs> anyone that tells you it wasn't is telling a lie. But it also is stretching me and it's showing me really who I am and showing me parts of me that I didn't know, ways that I can think about my content, things that I enjoy differently. And so it's been a journey. It's been a ride, but it's one that I've been enjoying and I like it. You know, I liked being able to say, I'm going to do it and do it my way. Like Frank Sinatra said, you know, do it. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it my way. So it's so perfect that we're having you on in the month of thanks, even though I think every month should be thanks month, Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying. So we like to take a little brain break on the show. And so, and it's always topic related to what's going on. So the question for our brain break today is what are you most thankful for in 2021? And uh, Jen had that question. She already saw it. So I'm going to let her go first. (laughs) It might be hard for you to pick one, but yeah. What Jen, what do you say? I have a feeling it's the same thing I said last year, but it really is the family coming together. I am so excited for next week. Uh, we have family coming and starting on Monday, and I am so thankful that people will come here. And I'm thankful to be able to host Thanksgiving at my house with the family and the dogs and all that of the kids. It's going to be great. So I'm just really thankful for that time and to be able to make some new fun holiday memories with the family. I love that. Awesome. Candace, what are you what are you thankful for? Most thankful for, I should say. My gosh. So I would probably say I am most thankful for this year. I was able to show up in friendships and be totally all of myself. That I was able to create a tribe of people around me that allowed me a safe space, that allowed me a authentic space, a non-judgmental space. Because I think in the past, I've not always been able to have those spaces where I can feel like I can fully show up as myself. I mean, good, bad, and different. And being able to cultivate a community, a tribe of really like divine friends that are supposed to be around me right now this year felt really good. Like I think for the first time in a long time, I was able to honor all of me. And that was a beautiful thing for me. That is lovely. It is. Wow. That is. That's going to be so liberating. <laughs> right? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Listen, you know, because I'm, I'm a journey. I tell people, listen, I'm not, you know, there's a lot of layers here. So I appreciate that they let me lay them all out. <laughs> I love that so much. You're an onion. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> an onion, like the blooming onion from Outback. Like nice. onion. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I guess I am most thankful for all of the people that I have caught up with this year in person. So I had this series of over a few months of like every week, I saw one or two people that I hadn't seen in a year, two years, some four years, and just like some really quality time and reconnecting. And that's been pretty awesome. I value my friendship so much. So, you know, ones that have, you feel like you know, they have slipped, but then you get right back to where you left off. It's pretty awesome. I love that. I love that. Add those to my list too. All okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and I get to see my college roommate, my first, I lived in my very first apartment with her and she lives 
I've been seeing her and she just lives in LA in the Valley actually. And, uh, and I'm going to stay the night at her house on Monday on my way to Northern California for Thanksgiving. So nice. that'll be pretty, pretty That's awesome. going to be yeah. so much. Oh my gosh. You guys are yeah. going to have such a good time. <laughs> I, I, I probably haven't seen her in 10 years. It's wild. Yeah. Holy so. moly. Yay. Take lots of pictures for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah we're going to go have our, she's got a child, but he's going to, we're going to get to have dinner out too. So I'll get to see, meet the family and then go and have some. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. All right, Jen, you want to kick off the second half? Yeah, let's get going. All right. So we're back at it. Candace, how important do you feel our own language is when it comes to, like we talked about this, we touched on it for a second, our own language when it comes to internal dialogue and how can we work on shifting the way that we speak to ourselves? And also, how do you think this translates into our own leadership practices in business? I love that so much. Such a good question. So the negative self-talk is something that we all experience because it's a part of being a human being. I don't know anyone who can be like, I never, you know, I never, yeah. As long as, you know, there's a thing called social media out there and there's this comparison thing and parcel syndrome, you're going to have those moments that you are not giving yourself the words of encouragement that you need to. And so, you know, all of us are affected by it, but I think that the way to, to work through that or to circumvent it is the first thing is honor it. Like, don't try to say, you know, or just sometimes we're so busy trying to push past something versus working through it. Like, don't try to push past it, work through it, meaning, okay, I feel this way about myself. Then ask yourself the question. So like, what's the trigger? What's root? Where is this coming from? What's the derivative of this, right? Like, it's a reason that I'm saying this. So am I saying that I feel this way because maybe when I look at social media and I see other people that do what it is that I do, I don't feel like I am as good as they are. Well, why is it that you don't feel like you're as good as they are? Is it because you see them post results of things that they get with their clients and you don't feel like you get, you know, the same results with your clients? And it's not that you don't get the results. Maybe your clients don't fill out their feedback form. And so you don't have the actual testimonials, but you're still making the results. So I think part of this is working through the conversation and having the hard conversations with yourself and really being able to look that monster in the mirror. You know, sometimes we're so used to being like, okay, I had a negative thought. Let me put a positive affirmation in there. It's like, yeah, that's only temporary. So you're going to put a bandage on it, but that wound is still there. That thing is still there. So you've got to start asking yourself, what is it? And then once you identify what it is, maybe it's, okay, you know what? I feel like this because of these social media accounts. So now maybe that means your action plan is I can't follow these accounts until I'm in a healthier mental place that they don't make me feel some kind of way when I see them. Because this isn't about that person. This is about me. Yeah. And so you've got to figure out what it is. I Again, the identify it and then achieve what it is that you need to do. And then how do you maintain it? And so you maintain it by saying, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm going to check back in with myself in maybe two months and see like, if I follow these accounts, am I still feeling this way? If I am, if I still find myself talking negative, okay, I can't, I'm not ready. Got it. Got to close these accounts out. So that's, that's the first thing I think is just really working through it not trying to push past it and asking yourself, why am I talking to myself this way? Uh I think when it comes to being a leader, you know, having honest conversations with your team and being able to say, because sometimes when we're in leadership roles, we feel like we feel like we have to have it all together. 
We can't have a place or we can't seem like we don't have days where we're not on our A game. And I think being able to have conversations with your team, with your staff, with your whomever that is and say, you know, hey, listen, guys, I understand where you are because not every day do I feel like, you know, as a leader that I am leading the brigade the way that I should. But that doesn't mean that I don't give it my best shot. You know, that doesn't mean that I don't do the things that I need to. I think sometimes laying the cards on the table and being authentic and honest with people, it it doesn't take away your leadership. If anything, I think it gives people a greater appreciation for you to say, I'm not perfect. You know, I have days just like you where I'm not feeling like I'm moving the needle, but that doesn't mean that I'm not. You know, and what do we need to do? How do we need to do that? So maybe does our team need to come up with a, you know, positive reinforcement jar where when we have those days, we can go dig our hand in that jar and pull out some note that kind of gives us something that might say, you know, you actually are a rock star. Don't listen to the thoughts in your head. (laughs) Today's the day to give that negative self-talk a break or, you know, something like that. But I think part of being a leader is being able to be an example. And being an example doesn't mean I don't have this. It means I have this, but this is what I do to work through it and giving people ways and things that they can do to work through theirs as well. Yeah. You know, uh, that reminds me kind of like a thing that, you know, Jessica has allowed us to do at Now Marketing. We have these days that we can just take. We don't really have to give a, a reason for them. We just have days. We call them my day, my way days. And you don't necessarily have to be sick. You just... I took one last week. I was like, you know what? Not today. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Like the anxiety was there. The negative self-talk was there. And I was like, not today, Satan, Jessica, Jackie, I've got to take them my day my way. You have an allowance of three of them every year, but sometimes you just got to give yourself a break. And for for them to be on top of that is just so amazing. I love that. I love that. And I feel like that's a culture that I'm starting to see um, Mm -hmm. more companies embrace. And because we're talking more and more about the mental health, because, you know, again, everything starts with our minds, you know, like we can't do anything. Our minds tell us to move our left hand, move our right hand, like your brain, like everything starts in the mind. What the mind believes the body receives. And so, you know, if our minds are off, like we're not going to be great at work and Sometimes yeah. you got to be able to step away. You know, I was, I was had an interview earlier. I was doing a podcast and I was saying, sometimes I've written like an out of office and I'll say, you know, I'm out of office right now because I'm going to go rejuvenate myself so that when I come back in office, I can be an even better service provider for you. And so I think being able to let your clients know, again, bringing them into the fold, being honest mm-hmm. with people like, hey, I'm not just stepping away. You don't have to be specific about what you're doing, but do know that what I'm doing is not just for me, but it's for us. It's for my team. Yeah. It's for you. It's so that I can be able to do what it is that you've hired me to do. And if you don't do those things, you know, that's when we start getting into, like you said, our mental health is off and, mm-hmm. you know, we're just not, we're cranky and we're not pleasant people to work with. No <laughs> yeah. that. Like take the day, go, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So much good stuff. Yeah. I just like keep thinking about all these things. Yeah. And so it's funny too. like, I'll have a negative, something will happen and then I'll be feeling some kind of like yucky way. And I don't even know why. And I like to think about why. And then I remember that thing that I had forgotten about, but it was still with me. So it can go both ways too. Like letting things go is important. 
I mean, going through them is important, but also depending on what, what it is. I need to not resuscitate. Why do I like dig in to be like, why am I feeling? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a really good point though, Megan, like seriously. I mean, you know, and I think it, that digging into deep, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's, it's something to talk about. Like it dig in, if you find that this is the same repetitive thought you keep coming back to, like, if this is a thought that you find yourself, I'm always like, then there's something that keeps spewing that up. Like you got to cut that weed at the root. Like you need to get rid of that. But like you said, it could be just a very momentary thing. And it doesn't require you to have that deep. And it's like, okay, how do you counteract that? Do you have something that you can, like you said, let it go? And and sometimes it is just in a moment, you know? But I think it's about understanding, is this a moment or is this something more here that I need to pay attention to? Okay, so we talked a little bit about this, but I want to dig a little bit further into self-care. It can be done in many ways, even in small ways that we might not think of as self-care. So can you give our listeners a few examples of those things they can do that you haven't already, because I know you've already shared a few. Yeah, no. So the first thing I want to say is self-care, like you said, it's about, I like to call simplified self-care. You know, it's not always, because we don't always have the time to take hours to go to get the massage or things like that. It's And those are very surface level things. I mean, there are things that it's about how do you take care of yourself? So it could be cleaning your eyeglasses. So like I wear eyeglasses, sometimes I'm in my contacts like today, but then I wear my eyeglasses and cleaning them so that I can be able to see better because if I see better, I can focus. And so we don't even realize that's how you're caring for your eyes, right? Like healthy eyes are important. And so if you're doing anything that's not allowing you to clean your glasses, you're you're not going to have healthy eyes. You're not caring for yourself. It could be self-care is about wearing the right shoes because proper shoes are about good posture. They help with your posture, right? They help with your support if you're in a job that requires you to be on your feet all day. So making sure that you have shoes that are going to support you, that's how you care for yourself. It could be making sure that before you go to bed, you put a bottle of water on your nightstand so that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you can do is water those organs, get those moving, right? Mm -hmm. Before you put your coffee or your tea or whatever else you're gonna, your soda, I don't care what it is, but put your water in there first. So those things like that are are really important. I think we hear about the things like journaling and, you know, meditation, and those are very important as well. But it's the smaller things that make life better for you. How do you care for yourself? So it might be while you're in the shower, listening to a podcast. So that you're feeding your mind something healthy before you start your day. You know, you're putting something that you're learning something. I think we forget about how important learning new things every day. And it doesn't have to be like something for your business. It could just be like learning fun facts, you know, whether it's about giraffes or if you learned a fun fact about waterfalls, you learn something. So you're exercising your brain muscle. You're taking care of keeping your mind sharp. So things like that are really important. I love that. So I, I mentioned trivia. So I, this is kind of funny because my little lo- local bar, which where I have many friends now from like from the neighborhood who I wouldn't have known if not for this place. Right. And then when you're doing trivia on Wednesday nights, well, I'm now hosting trivia and they keep asking me to sub on Wednesday nights. And I'm like, no, like that's my night. 
That's my night to do trivia. Not only that, but I make more money in the prizes that of winning trivia than I do actually doing the hosting. <laughs> so, but I love that because I also was like, I missed last week and I missed next week. I, and so I just told them, no, I can't tonight. And I, I and I do think it, in a way that's a little bit of self-care because I want that time with my friends. I want to have that fun and that like me time, which we don't always get. So that's awesome. And that's something that you enjoy. And that's what it's yeah. about, right? And if it brings you a level of joy, you're controlling your happiness. You're not depending on you're like, this is something that I can do that will feed Megan's joy and her authentic happiness. And so, yeah, I don't care if it's kicking rocks after, you know, if you're like, I'm going to go outside and kick rocks down the street. Does it bring you joy? Are you fulfilled? Kick away. So, so long as someone didn't tell me to go kick rocks, because that is a totally different thing. <laughs> right yeah. now, someone told you to kick rocks. But then again, maybe they needed to tell you because maybe that season was up and you might feel better. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. But no, yeah, it's it's the smallest of things that like for me, I love watching like after I finish where my office is situated now, I my windows has a great sunset like that I love. So I love taking a few moments and just standing at the window and just watching the sunset. Like that's, oh. I'm not doing anything at all besides just taking in this beauty, but seeing those colors, just, it gives exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> it does it for me. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, so we touched on forming habits just a little bit earlier. So I'm really excited to dive into it a little bit more right now. What do you believe is the easiest way for someone to form a new habit and to keep it ongoing, like to do the maintaining piece of it? I think the first thing to do is start with smaller habits. Sometimes we try to bite off more than we can chew. We're like, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to go completely vegan. (laughs) Well, if you know that you are not (laughs) good about keeping up things, this is a lifestyle, right? Because a lot of times habits become a lifestyle. That's what they should be. And so instead of saying, I'm going to be completely vegan, maybe that's the goal. That's where you're trying to get to. But how do we break this down into fractions? And so it's like, you know what? So now I'm going to start maybe on Mondays, I'm not going to eat any meat. Like on Mondays, that meal is going to be a meal that just consists of vegan style options or whatever have you. So now every Monday, and then you say for 30 days, I'm going to start. I'm just going to try on Mondays. So that's four. Most monks, you know, have four Mondays in a month. So you're for four times out that month, you're going to try to do this. And so if you see, okay, I've done well, again, keep a tracker, you know, it can be an app on your phone. It can be something you tick off on the wall, whatever you need to do, but seeing yourself do it. And as they say, it takes 21 days to build a habit. Then it's like, okay, I got through month one. I'm going to add another month. So instead of jumping to say, I'm going to do something else, it's like, okay, you got through four Mondays, add another month. So instead of doing it for 30 days, take that same habit, add more time to it. Then you're like, okay, I've gotten two months down. By this time, your mind, if you're doing it on a regular basis and consistently enough, your mind has started to adapt and you're getting used to it. So even if you try to probably eat something on Monday, your mind's going to kind of be like, wait, this Monday, this is what are we doing? Like, why are we eating tacos? If this isn't what we do, like, you know, or not, if they're not vegan tacos, like, what are we doing? So, yeah, <laughs> you know, then you can say, I've, I've achieved this. So you've got to give your, because you've got to be able to master something enough for yourself to be able to see that you can do it before you start trying to add anything else. And so if you're like, Mondays, I've got down pat, then after maybe two, three months, 
add another day to it. You know, I'm going to do now I'm going to do two days a week where I do this. So taking the end goal, understanding what you're trying to do, which is your, you know, and that's with any habit. If the habit is to quit eating sugar a lot, you know, how do you reduce that out of your diet in increments? That's what habits. If the, if the habit is to contact your friends, be more in touch with your friends. So it's like, you know, OK, once a week, I'm going to make sure that I call a friend do that, you know, yeah. whatever that thing is, but add it, but you've got to take one thing and you've got to be able to put some duration to it, master that, add more duration, and then start building another habit to it brick by brick. Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. I think that takes off a lot of pressure too. Like when you just break it down like that, it makes it seem so much less daunting and way more achievable. Give yourself time, give yourself space. Give yourself human. Give yourself the fact that you're a human being. Yes, <laughs> yes. Human exactly. being. As my therapist, as I love it because I, I I have a therapist and I love having her and I and she says you're a human being living this human life. Yeah. She always says that to me and I'm like you're absolutely right. And so that's what we forget. I'm like we are human beings living this human life. Superheroes are in movies. These are not real life things, people. Right? Like we can connect with them, but we are not them. And so I think just building it it makes it less daunting. And it makes yes. you, it makes it enjoyable. Like habits shouldn't feel like work. I hate yes. it. I hate it. It's like, oh God, I've got to work out. Like, okay, guess what? Here's the thing. I know I have to work out just for heart health, right? Just for these mm-hmm. types of things. So I'm going to do the things that I enjoy to do that. For me, it's, yeah. I like walking on the treadmill and I like taking nature walks. I'm not a runner. Candace is not a runner. I'm not going to run. That's not what I do. But <laughs> I do enjoy walking <laughs> and I can walk briskly. This is how I also am able to make it fun, finding that rhythm in the routine of life, right? But do the things that feel good to you, that feel aligned. We have to stop trying to be what other people are and just find what feels good for us. But this is not work. Don't make it on your to-do list. A habit is not a to-do list. Thing. It's, a, it's a lifestyle. Like, yeah. have fun with building habits. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it might not hurt for list makers to put it on your list to start, but then hopefully you get to a point. <laughs> I'm, I'm that person who will put it on my list and cross it off because I did it. Yeah, I'm just that's such so a good feeling. I love it. <laughs> it so crossing things off on the list are good. Like, but sometimes <sighs> I feel like I always tell people don't put your self care on the to do list because it's going to end up at the bottom of the list. Because true. literally everything else will take precedence because you're like, oh, but I still got to get this deliverable out and I need to get this. And so that's how you get to the bottom. And I'm like, so let's take it off the to do list and let's just put it into life. Like, let's make it a part of life, you know? Yeah. Now, scratching things off, I'm with that too. But I hear you though. Yeah. yeah. If it keeps shifting on that list and never gets scratched off. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. So I want to like, let's come full circle, bring it home to the name of this episode is find personal harmony and life to better your business. So everything we've talked about right now as humans will, if we do it for ourselves, we'll, we'll see it reflected in our business, I think. So I want you to talk a little bit about this community that you've established, the Wellness Haven for Female Entrepreneurs. And I want to, our male listeners, you can apply these to yourself. She just works with women. So just so I'm going to lay that out there. Um, tell us about this community and what you're doing with that. Yeah. So GLOW CEO, uh, the GLOW is actually an acronym. So it stands for glow, Growing, Loving, Owning, and Winning. Because as women entrepreneurs, I think that 
that's something that we should be doing. We should be always, you know, growing. We should be loving not just ourselves, but loving what we do, owning, you know, who we are and what we do, because we are powerhouses. We are doing amazing things. And there's nothing wrong with owning that and saying that and knowing that. And I think also celebrating your wins, you know, your wins, the wins of other women, supporting women and their wins too. So that was what Glow and then CEO was just a spin on the whole, you know, female CEO thing. And so when I thought about this community, I wanted a a resource. I wanted a place that we could go to get articles, to get inspiration, aspiration, motivation, tips, events, and things like that to help us maintain what we need to be doing for ourselves. You know, we don't always have time to do calls with friends or things like that. But if there's a place, maybe you're up two o'clock in the morning because your mind is doing whatever it's doing and you can log into your membership site and you can go and be like, oh, here's a great article on this. And now you're learning something or something you can apply to help you so that you can go and help your business and help your clients. I wanted a resource. I wanted a haven. I wanted a safe space. I wanted a place where we can check in with each other. So once a month, we were doing it once a week, but now we do once a month where we check in with the women and we do, I do a live Zoom just, you know, with the ladies and I do, I do a pulse check. How are you? Again, how are you? How is the woman behind the business? Because if you're not good, the business isn't going to be good, right? We're the engine. Our business is our car. We're the engine. And when that engine goes out, so does everything that's connected to it. The car stops. So we have to make sure we're fueling that engine. So that's what I wanted the community to be was a place to fuel your engine. That's awesome. And are you, is this part of your coaching business or is this separate from that? So it's funny, this actually started first. So it is a part of, so it's, you know, just another way that people can, I guess, not necessarily work with me, but work in a sense because it is a, a subset of the business. So you know, some people like having just, as they I like to say, learn on their own. You know, they like to just be able to have a place where they can get affirmations. They don't need to necessarily sit with a person. They don't need to talk to someone. They just like, when I have time, I want to be able to log in, look at some stuff, read some stuff. Like we've got playlists in there, empowerment playlist or work from home playlist. So they're just like, oh, this is cool. I needed a playlist today. So I'm going to go, te- you know, they go in there and get what they need, just like a library. You go to the library and get what you need. Our job is just to put this there. And it's there for you. So it is a part of my business. Um, It's just the community part of the business. Fantastic. Fabulous. This has been a really amazing and enlightening conversation today, Candice. And I can only imagine, I would love to hear what you are feeding your brain with. So why don't you give us something that's inspired you, your favorite book? So don't pay attention to if it looks a little beat, okay? Because it's a little beat down. That's a good sign. Exactly. No, if it's looking a little dusty here, but this book, I don't know, Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes is actually one of my absolute favorite books. And it's like a reread. It's one of those things that I Mm -hmm. reread because so often when we're creating boundaries, that's about, you know, boundaries is important in life. But a lot of times we're thinking about boundaries from the sense of the things that we need to say no to. And this is the first time that I was introduced into understanding the things that we should be saying yes to as well. And giving yourself the big yes. Yes to dream big. Yes to do more. Yes to be yourself. To show up as your whole self. Not just in your personal life, but even in your business. You know, Yes to being able to try new things. If that means getting rid of every social media 
post you've ever created and starting from scratch, saying mm-hmm. yes to those things. It was so amazing to see someone at a level that is where you're aspiring to go. You know, it doesn't mean that what she's doing is something that I want to do. But when you've got people that are growing in their own careers and you're seeing them and they're like, listen, I'm saying yes to my life. It gives you a little bit more permission to say yes to your own. And so this is a book that I absolutely love. And I remind myself from time to time when I feel like I'm not saying, when I'm feeling scared about things, I remind myself that sometimes you have to fly afraid. Sometimes you have to do it afraid in your business. Um, I was afraid to shift my business because I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if I was going to still be in business. You know, what is that going to look like? But I did it afraid and it feels good. The flight has been feeling pretty good. It's got some turbulence, but it's been it's been an enjoyable flight. That's so amazing. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. You can tell how happy you are, which is just so great to see. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I just, I think the older you get for me too, the older that I've gotten, um, like I didn't realize that my friends were like, when you hit these forties, you know, life is different. And for me, it was, it was like my priority shifted a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this next subset of life. How do you want to spend those days? How do you want, do you want to spend it doing things that you're just like, like I said, accomplished, but not happy? Or do you want to have both? And I was just like, I want both. And so I'm going to bet on myself because <laughs> if I don't, who else will, right? Like right. say yes to you, Candice. And, and that's what I've done. And hopefully inspiring other people to say yes to themselves. It may not look like you want it to. And you don't even have to have all the cards figured out because I don't. I don't. I don't sit here saying, oh, I know everything. I know. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you inspired all sorts of people with all your wisdom on this episode. Yeah. Um, This has been amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate the conversation and the space to be able to have this conversation. Thank you both so very much. Absolutely. (laughs) Will you tell our listeners the best way that they can find you? Yeah. I'm always hanging out where the cool kids car is where I like to say um, Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's that's where my cool kids are. But, you know, hang out where yours are. But you can find me on Instagram at Candice Denise. Uh, That's Candice with an I and a C at the beginning. So I always have to say that C-A-N-D-I-C-E. And then of course, if you're like, okay, where else are you? It's easy. Just go to my website, buycandicedenise.com and that'll take you to all places and spaces where I live and hang out. <laughs> and thank you, Jen, as always. Me and my always. trusty sidekick. I love it. I love it. It's a so pleasure. Much. Okay, friends, this has been episode 94 of The Making a Marketer podcast and we will catch you next time.